Greetings, everyone, and I think it's finally safe to say happy holiday season. I hope your holiday season is off to a great start. And however you're choosing to celebrate this holiday, I hope you're taking the time to rest and spend it with friends and family. I like to spend this season primarily focusing on gratitude and service. I feel like the holidays fall at such a reflective time, the end of the year. No matter what happened this year, I like to give thanks for all the lessons I've learned, the people I've met, the village that continues to support me, and the provision God has given me. We spoke to several guests this season about moments that they did not see coming in their lives. And through their stories and testimonies, I have been so encouraged and inspired. For me, this season has been somewhat prophetic and that I recorded many of these episodes prior to having my own big moment that I didn't see coming. And it was such an unexpected gift to be able to listen and be empowered by their stories and and even my responses to what they had to share. Like many of the listeners this season, I heard many of these guest stories in real time. And it was so awesome to learn something new about them and hear how resilient they were and how God showed up in their lives. Today's guest, though, is a little bit different because I experienced her unexpected moments with her. In fact, I had a front row seat. Today's guest is my mother, Allie Bynum. Now, y'all, I could honestly talk all day and tell you about how amazing she is. I mean, she's a woman of God, extremely faith-filled, loving, and encouraging. But to give you a few things about her, she retired from General Motors as an executive-level accountant. And honestly, to know her is to know that, truly, you will witness her living her whole new youthful life beginning right after retirement. She loves to travel with her husband and family. She's a member to many young professionals. She's a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and she's a deacon at her church. These are just a couple of things that she's got going on. But I know her as all these things, and then also I know her as a loving mother and a best friend. It's truly an honor for me to have her on my podcast, especially as we close out season four. Thank you, everyone, who's taken a chance to listen to maybe one episode, maybe all of them. And I pray that you are so encouraged um, by, by all the stories that were shared so vulnerably. And, and I just had a great time, you know, experiencing these moments with you over the past 10 or so weeks. So I hope that as you listen to this episode, you'll find your own resilience that you have in you. And you'll see that you can still be encouraged. You can still be inspired. You can still be resilient. And you are truly an overcomer, even in the moments that you didn't see coming. All right. Hey, everyone. I am so excited that you are joining me for yet another episode of Page from My Book. Listen, this whole season has been phenomenal guests um, that have shared their moments that they just did not see coming. Um, And it is my hope that I bring you, you know, people who just speak to your spirit that you can relate to. And today is no different. I'm, as you know, I bring you the, the top tier people to tell their stories. Today is like, absolutely my top tier in my in my life and that is my mother Allie Bynum 
Um, I'm so excited to have her here today. You know, people often say that you should share your gifts. And my mother is truly one of the best gifts in my life. And so I'm excited to share her with all of you today. So without further ado, I'd love for her to introduce herself to all of you. And then I'm going to have her dive in on what she did not see coming. So with that, mom, introduce <laughs> yourself to all the listeners. Okay. Thank you so much, Allison. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I feel honored. Thank you. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a Christian and I'm married to a wonderful man, Wayne Bynum. And I'm a proud mother and grandmother. I mentor first-generation college students and uh, trying to help them through the college life and mentor young Christian women. I'm also a member of the AKA sorority. Alpha Kappa Alpha. <laughs> Alpha Kappa Alpha. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, a happy retiree. I'm a happy retiree from the corporate America. Uh, I've been teaching part-time, working as a tax preparer since I retired from GM. But about eight years ago, six years ago, I decided to fully retire. So that closed the era of four to five years of my life of working as a wage earner. Um, and so that's that's primarily who I am, Allison. Wonderful. <laughs> well, listen, that um, is just so such a even with the breadth of things you shared that there's so much more. Oh, yes. And I'm so grateful to have you on and just to, for everyone to get to know who you are. Um, you know, as I shared earlier, this whole season has been about um, people being very authentic in moments that they just did not see coming. And we know we all have those moments in life. So I would love for you to share what that moment or moments look like for you. Okay. Thank you again. Um, when I heard that topic, what I, what I did not see coming, I thought, wow, the journey of my life, I did not see that coming. And, and I, when I thought about all the highs and lows, I said, oh, I could speak for about two days, but I know Allison told me it's about an hour. So I just thought, let me uh, talk about two different incidents, uh, two different moments in my life that, I, that was very impactful. I learned quickly, though, that you must know God and know that God loves you unconditionally. Yes. And also the only thing that's constant in life is change. So we have to be flexible and learn to adjust. And, and don't ever say what you're not gonna do because <laughs> it will come back to haunt you. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to mention is um, I've listened to your podcast and I'm sure I'm the oldest one on uh, of your distinguished guests. You have had some wonderful, great guests and I've enjoyed each one of them. But uh, I wanted to mention that uh, I'm from the baby boomer generation. So some of the decisions I made may have been because of the times that I was brought up in. Mm -hmm. So I wanna just mention that too. Mm -hmm. The first thing I want to talk about that I didn't see coming is that, um, I ended up getting a divorce after being married over 20 years. And uh, I had married my high school sweetheart, but um, things changed during this time. And, um, and as a Christian, you, you, you're taught that you didn't get a divorce. And so you, you read these scriptures and you prayed and, and you asked the Lord to show you what to do to keep the marriage together. And so, um, Finally, and the Lord even dropped in my spirit that sometimes you you don't change you can't change the will of a person you just cannot change that will so now you got to make a decision to go on 
So, but I made that decision to go on. The Lord, of course, was with me and uh, I had to depend on him totally. And um, I remember one situation um, is when um, Alice and I, because uh, my oldest daughter had, was, had left for college then, it was just Alice and I. So I'm a single mother trying to raise this, uh, my daughter. And um, we had some challenges and that we overcome. But um, the Lord, I was praying one night and he told me, I'm with you. I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I thought, okay then, if he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider, let me go on. But at the time though, we had left the call to leave peaceful, to get the peace and the freedom that we needed. I had to leave majority of everything. But uh, we did get the equity from the home. And so we bought another, Alice and I, I bought another home and it was empty of furniture. And, and that Christmas, we had the best Christmas because we did have Allison and Marcia's piano. And Marcia is my other daughter's name. We played the piano. We sung song. We had a uh, we had a sleepover in the in the den in front of the TV. We just had a wonderful Christmas, and I just thank the Lord for that. That you know, it's not connected to things. It's connected to each other. The love you have for each other. That's what Christmas is all about. And also uh, during this time too, I want to tell about the incident when Alice and I decided to go out and get some food and we decided to go through Taco Bell. And um, when we got through the window, this car that I had, it just gave out. It just gave out. <laughs> so we go, oh my goodness. But the Lord would come through. He had people to push me through, through the drive-through and we were able to park and get the car started and I went home. But the reason I brought that up is because I went to the Lord and said, okay, I need another car. And uh, and he and he just dropped in my spirit again. I, you will get another car. But I'm thinking when, because I got to start looking. I start, I got to I got to start preparing my budget. I got to start doing this. And then about a week later, I was called in and, and was told at my job that I'm getting a promotion and into management. And it comes with a car, a free car. So if I would have wow. ran out and bought this car myself, then I, you know, I would have had a, a lot of other things to deal with, but God was looking out for me. And so I was didn't have to buy a car. He just blessed me with that car. Mm -hmm. And so, and I don't want you to think that God is a genie because you're going to still have to face and be patient and have faith in the weight. You got to have faith in the weight. When things just don't happen today, just believe in your heavenly father and he will work it out for you. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's what I had to do the whole time because I just, I have entered another world, another phase that I was not used to, but God, he came through and I just, I just wanted to share that. And I appreciated that so very much. And the other incident in my life that I want to share is that I lost my oldest daughter. Mm -hmm. And that was that was devastating. But to give a little background there is that uh, in 2009, uh, she found out that she had cancer. But the Lord, I had retired in 2008. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was retired. So she had moved to Texas. I was able to go to Texas whenever she needed me. And, and I just thank God for that. I thank God that I was, uh, he had given me that time and availability to be with her during those moments. Because in the, a year later, they said the cancer had went into remission. 
and uh, we were able so to be with her, uh, Marcia, for yeah. a whole year on the initial diagnosis yes. in Texas. Yes. yes, that was awesome. That was really awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, and on her fortieth birthday, she decided to have a a fortieth extravaganza. Yes. <laughs> a little bit bigger than a party, an extravaganza. It was a scrabaganza. I mean, she had the theme, what you had to wear, and everybody uh, wanted to be there. But at this point, I'm to bring in another factor too. Is as I, we were going through that first year of her with the council, the operation is that the family just they huddled around me, and I want to encourage everybody at this time, especially this these holiday seasons coming up. That uh, I know sometimes people have. Uh, disagreements in the family and don't want to talk to this person, don't want, but, and I would like to encourage you, if you can come up a way to make this transition or forgiveness where that you all can bring that relationship back together, that would be awesome because it's nothing like the family being there supporting you during the times when you go through these hard times. So I was really appreciative of my family coming together and when uh, Al Marcia had her 40th extravaganza, uh, everybody, her granddaddy, everybody from North Carolina, Indiana, and we were living in Michigan at the time, they all came and supported her. And, and they have done this all our lives, even through Allison's life. They're, they're just there to support, and I thank God for that. So um, to go on, um, then about a year later, uh, I had met my now husband, Wayne Bynum, and, uh, and he just fell in love with Marcia and, and Allison, and the feeling was mutual. They just loved each other, and really, uh, I was just thanking God for that relationship as well, because, because he became my supporter when the cancer returned, and uh, not just Wayne, the whole family again was my supporter during that time. And so, but this time it was a lot worse. The cancer came back and it was in her spine and in her brain and she had to have an operation. And, um, and she was telling me, mom, I'm not sure how this operation gonna come out, but if, it, if at this time, if it's time for me to go home, I'm ready. Mm. And she was ready to go meet her Lord and savior. And I thank God for that. So I want to put another point here that as you're rearing your kid, children, teach them about the Lord. Let, let them know who he is and how much they love him, how much they love him and how much he loved and cared for them. And um, I was going to tell an incident uh, because in the, in the beginning of my marriage, like I said, Marcy was about 12 years older than Allison. And my relationship with the Lord was not as strong as it was when Allison came along. So when Marcia left, I knew she knew the Lord, but I wanted her to have that relationship with the Lord. And, uh, and so when Allison came, she one day, Allison had to go on a speed trip with her church. And we forgot to give her the camera. So I stopped at this little drugstore and said, let me run in here and get a camera for you. And it had 12 films on it. And I said, Allison only has 12 films, so you just can take 12 pictures. But when she got back home, Marcia and I was in the kitchen, and she came in and said, Mom, I know you said it had 12, but I think I took 14, about 13 or 14 pictures. And do you think they'll come out? 
Marcia took the camera, she opened it up and I said, oh no, Marcia, close that camera back. You're exposing the film. And then I thought, oh, and so instead of going to like an overnight uh, developer to get the film developed, we had to go to this one hour, Allison, mom, we got to go to this one hour photo developer. So she started praying over the camera and saying the pictures were going to come out fine and just declaring that these pictures were going to be fine. So Marcia's looking at her and then she looked at me and then Allison is looking at me. So I joined Allison in prayer that Lord, let these pictures come out. Let the pictures come out so that Allison would be very. So then we went to, we took it to the one hour uh, photo developer mm -hmm. and we came back home and we opened the package and guess how many beautiful pictures we had? <laughs> Not 12, 14, 14. God showed himself up so strong. So then Marcia said, May I wait a minute. <laughs> yes. What's, what's funny, two things are funny. One, that just shows you that God goes exceedingly above. And two, um, I'm fully aware that there are listeners who have zero idea of what we're referring to when we talk about getting photos developed because now we got phones <laughs> yes, and now we yeah. cameras. So to, to know back, those of us who grew up in a time when we had cameras, if you expose <laughs> the film, usually the film is destroyed. Yes. And we didn't yeah. have the option to go back and delete and retake and all that. So whatever you captured on this film was done. And so that's why like 12 or 13 year old me was like, I have got to pray fervently for these pictures because all the odds were stacked against these pictures coming out. Like yeah. didn't know if I took enough and the, the film had been exposed. So that usually is like a, Okay, the film is gone. You don't get yes. it. Mm -hmm. So that was truly a blessing to for those. Yes, people. it was. And that's why one reason I was saying to you all about my age too. But um, what the point I wanted to make here is that then Marcia said, you know what? Allison, tell me about uh, how you prayed and tell me more about the Lord and how he listened to you and her desire to learn more about the Lord pain then. And this is way before she had cancer. So I thank God for that experience. I remember that so much and how she, the next day she went to church, she just wanted to grasp everything of the word. And, and he became so personal in her life, the relationship, I saw the relationship grow in her life. Mm -hmm. So that made me happy. And the reason it makes me so happy is that because she did pass away, that you know, you grieve, you really grieve, but you still have a peace that she's going to heaven. And, and that, that blesses you too. And then, um, but one thing that blessed me so much, and I was, I wanted to share, um, is on, she died on a Sunday and that Tuesday morning, it, it was very hard to get out of bed. It was, it was really hard. Because you just, in fact, I almost missed her transitioning from earth to, to heaven. I almost missed that transition because she's not going to die because I've prayed, taken communion. That was her mentality. Yeah. My mentality is that, you know, she's going to get up. And they had told me that she would be going home the next day. Um, they mentioned hospice, but I don't, I didn't receive that. I just continue to stand on the word that she will she will not die. Mm -hmm. So therefore I almost missed her trans transition, but I was in the room and they came in there and said that, uh, you know, her, 
um, oxygen level is really falling and that she's transitioning. I go, well, it can't be, it just cannot be, but, um, but it was. And so it really, sh it did shake me. I have to admit, I was shaken for a moment because I believe and I stood on the word. So I have to admit, I was shaken. But um, that Tuesday morning, the, when I woke up, the Lord said, it was in a verse in John 14, it says that, you know, he told me in my father's house, there are many mansions. If this wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you. I go and prepare a place for her and where I am, she shall be also. Wow. Mm. The joy just filled my heart. Uh, I thought, wow, you know, if I do believe the word and I believe in God. So I'm gonna have to accept that word as well. So I was feeling pretty good. And then I started even feeling better because Allison was upstairs and she stayed in her room that night. She come running down. She said, mom, Allison. And uh, I just hear Marcia say, Allison, stop grieving for me. Stop crying. She said, I'm in such a good place where you all are. That's the problem. I, we need to grieve for you all. And then she said, and mom, I was reading one of her devotion books and I turned to March 24th, which is the day she passed. But this is like March 26th now. And I would like to read what this, her devotion book is out of Jesus Calling. And her uncle had given her this book. Uh, she got so many devotional books, but this was special because it was from her Uncle Matt. And, and then the, what is said on March 24th, this is the message that Jesus was saying to Allison and I. This is a time in your life when you must learn to let go of loved ones, of possession, of control. In order to let go of something that is precious to you, you need to rest in my presence for you are complete. Take time to bask in the light of my love. As you relax more and more, your grasping hands gradually opens up, releasing your precious one into my care. Wow. <laughs> when we read that, Alice and I looked at each other and said, He's taking care of her. Mm -hmm. He got her. So we get to stop being about our father's business. We made that decision that we have to be about our father's business. When, because he was saying, as I release her to him, that then he would take care of her. So that was such a, um, and then later, Allison had me to read this book called Heaven. And that book, the way it described, you know, how when you're going to go overseas to Italy or France, you start looking up the country to see what it's about and what they do. Well, people forget to, like, they're going to go to heaven. So we need to look up and see what heaven's going to be like. So we read that book together. It was so enlightened and it just made us feel like, well, what a wonderful place to go. Marcia been promoted. She's been promoted. So now we get to live our lives so we can be promoted. So it, it, that, all those things just helped us. And I have to admit, Allison was such a strong person for her mother. And uh, hopefully I was strong for her too. But I really appreciated yeah. her encouraging me. And I, also the family encouraging me. I, I, they just came in 
and just done, did everything for us, uh, boss. I, one sister just stayed with me, which I, and uh, it just was so wonderful. And that's why I, I just thank God for the family, for my, my children. Uh, and, and that's how I was able to make it through this. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I said, well, I'm going to be about my father's business because I want to see her one day. And if we believe that if we believe in Jesus, we will have eternal life, then we will have eternal life with him and we will see our loved ones again. So yeah. that's the way we're living our life is for the Lord. So we can see Marcia again and not only her, my mom did <laughs> quite a few yeah. people, but while we're here on this earth, we're going to occupy and do what the Lord say until he comes. Yes. Yeah. Well, wow. Thank you so much. Um, what's interesting to me is hearing your I didn't see it coming story and literally seeing it because I was there. Um, and, you know, the wisdom that you shared was so, so amazing. And I hope people really can hold to that because I know people share in that feeling and experience of grief. It's rough, whether it's grieving uh, a hope and expectation like a marriage or grieving a child, which is very, very heavy or a loved one that's really, really close. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and there's points that I really think that are important to just pull out of what you were were saying. Um, the part about really just connecting with family, and I know family looks different for everybody. It could be your friends. It could be people who you've chosen versus people you were given. But the point is, don't let uh, just very small petty situations block you from allowing God to love you through those people. It's, it, it is important, as you said, to make those amends. And even if you got to be the first one to reach out and you feel like it wasn't your fault, that is super, super key. But in moments that you won't see coming, you may need those people or need to be those people to, to others. So I think that's so awesome. Um, one of the things that I wanted you to elaborate on specifically, and then I'll move in. I wanted to to, to talk about both of those moments for you. Yeah. Um, was when you were talking about when you first went through the divorce and, you know, and and, and I, I'm speaking in first person or as a person who experienced it firsthand, let me say it that way, of uh, feeling like, okay, God, you're saying you have me in a situation and yet things are still not getting better. And, I, and that's probably a thread with both of those stories. What um what were things that you that allowed you or reminded you to hold on to your faith when you're like okay so I'm trusting in you but now my car is breaking down mm -hmm. I'm trusting in you and the cancer comes back mm -hmm. that those are blows to one's faith what were what were the things or moments or scripture or whatever that is for you what kept you holding on to your faith yes um. I Thank the Lord for my parents who have reared me in the Lord. Uh, and uh, I had to give credit to my mother here who has so much wisdom because I watched her through her life um, when we were growing up because my parents had nine children and we were all close. I mean, we thank God the way uh, they had reared us. But and when she always had bad time, she would say, well, we got to pray about it and believe that the Lord will um, answer our prayers. We have to have faith in this wait when we are waiting for the Lord to deliver us. And like uh, a church service I just had, it's like when the children of Israel left uh, Egypt, they were down all, by all four sides, you know, the Red Sea in front of them, mountains on the side of them. And now they think, well, 
Moses, why'd you bring us out here? We are, we are closed up on all four sides, but they, what they didn't know, God is with them. Mm -hmm. God is getting ready to open up the Red Sea and mm -hmm. let them walk through. So I believe that God can open up the Red Sea yeah. and let us walk through, but we got to have faith in the wait until he does uh, these. We got I'm, I'm saying I want to encourage you to stay encouraged um, because as long as you're here, God can make that, that situation better. Yeah. So just stay here, hold on. And so the scriptures help me hold on. I would go and read the scripture. I know one day when I had moved into this house, uh, we were getting ready to have Thanksgiving dinner. And that particular day, no, that Wednesday, the hot water heater went out the, the uh the, my sink uh, started leaking water so many things just started happening i'm thinking what is going on why is this happening to me it was uh so much so much was going on and so i didn't want the girls to see me i was really emotional so i went out on my back steps and i've told the kids the story now I went out into my garage on the back step and started crying and said, Lord, I just don't understand. I'm trying to live the way you want me to live and do this and do that, you know, and I, I just laid it all out and just told him. And then he said, um, well, when you finish your pity party, I'll talk to you. And I thought, wow, <laughs> I feel I deserve to have a pity party. Things were just falling down in the house and um, maybe the was it the furniture given out or something. It was it was really just devastating. So much was going wrong. So uh, he said, when you finish that pity party, then I'll tell you what to do. And I said, well, you know what? I think I am gonna stay here in this pity party for a little while <laughs> because so much was coming down on my head. I just I can't handle all of this by myself. And he and he let me know that. So so I thought, okay. Then I, I sort of was emotional a little bit more then I sit up and said okay Lord I'm finished with the pity party he said you go read Isaiah 54 well when I went upstairs and read Isaiah 54 it was like a letter to me that said uh -huh. dear Allie I am your father and I will take care of you I will take care of your children yeah I will take he said I will be your husband I will I thought is this in the Bible for real <laughs> so that that Isaiah 54 when you read it he goes I won't be angry with you uh, uh it's, it was just the, it was just like a letter that said dear Allie and that scripture it just it made me sit up and say you are here you're here with me I said, oh okay and so then he said go downstairs take your sink apart and um take this part to Home Depot and they'll tell you what to do. And this is when you you were single and it was just us. Yes, it was. Yeah, I was just, that's why I was crying because I was right. thinking, you know, I'm just me and I got these two girls and they need water. They need uh, a hot water heater. Then, you know, they need all this thing, this stuff. So, uh, excuse me, I think it was the furnace. It was the furnace. That's mm -hmm. what it was. Yes. And so, so what happened? He said, you go to Home Depot take this part off. But what I didn't do again is I forgot to turn the water off. So when I took that part off, <laughs> water went everywhere. And I thought, I can't believe, you know, water just went everywhere. I, I reached under and turned the water off. Then I took, got the part off and I took it to Home Depot. 
And soon as I walked in Home Depot, a person was waiting. This guy was waiting at, just seemed like he was just waiting at the door for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just so amazing. And he goes, may I help you? And I said, this part on, on my sink is not working. He said, oh, come with me. And he took me back there, showed me the part, showed me what to do and, the, and exactly what I should do. In fact, I thought maybe I should become a plumber. I, I'm an accountant by trade, but I thought, oh, I can fix a sink. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. And then with the furnace, we had this electrical uh, radiator heater. And so again, we all got in the family room and turn on the heater and watch TV, pop popcorn. We just made the best of the situations that we had. And that's what I have to encourage everyone. When you're in these situations that's not good, see how you can turn around and make the best of that situation. Again, we we all slept downstairs in the family room and just enjoyed ourselves. And so that's, uh, so his word He'll either he drops things in my spirit or he'll tell me where to go read, encourage me. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I've made it up. Yeah. I uh one thing I love about what you were saying when you were talking to God and he gave you those scriptures. I think that's one one thing that's important too for those who are uh Christians or those who are believers is, you know, when you do when when people talk about meditating on the word and and praying those scriptures always know when to come and rise up out of you. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes we just be like, well, how did that verse even come to mind? And it's because it's in you, you know? And so you're pulling from a well, you're pulling from uh, an account that you yes. stored the word in. Right. And so that can come right up. Um, and if I may, that reminds me of one of the things that really ministered to me when Marcia was um, transitioning, literally the night before, you, as you shared earlier, she passed away on a Sunday. It was actually Palm Sunday. Um, and I remember we were in the hospital and it was the three of us. And out of the blue, she just started singing, um, I got the joy, 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 joy down, in my, down in my heart. Where and we were like, first of all, if you are uh if you grew if you're a kid that grew up in the church, this song you sang probably between the ages of like one to seven and probably never sang it again. And so when Marcia was singing that, me and mom were like looking at each other, and mom was like, Well, let's just start singing with her. And at the time it just seemed like a song, a very, very simple song. But I, I remember in the days following her passing, we that the fact that and within hours of her transitioning that's the song that was in her heart has forever carried me um because truly out of the depths of what you put out I mean out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh right and so to know that that was the abundant in her heart the joy of the Lord for her to sing it in a moment that is very difficult um it's just a reminder um and in both of those stories that what you consume and anchor in your heart is what comes out when you need it most. Um, and I think that that is just so, so awesome um, and and very encouraging because what people don't know, and I've, I've shared this with other guests, is to to know my mother, to see her now, to engage with her, you would never know that these circumstances have happened. And I love that God has a way of doing that. You know, it's always like you don't smell like smoke. I think of when the the three boys went into the furnace and they came out and it was not only were they not burned, but they didn't even smell of smoke. And that's just what he does for us. You know, it's like 
because you made uh, important decisions to be able to, as you said, the, the first Christmas we had in the uh, new house, yes. with the three of us, we were like, we got a piano, let's play it. So mm -hmm. me and Marcia played the piano and we sang, or we had a sleepover. And what I love um, about you, mom, that I, I would want people to hear is that, you know, being a parent is not for the weak. There is a lot of work Amen. that even the reality is, even as you're parenting, you are still growing as a, as a, yes. Yes. And, and the Lord is still parenting you. Right. Yeah. But I love that you made moments so magical that even as a young person, I, I wasn't fully aware of some of the hard things that we were going through. I mean, I know as an adult now, cause you shared them, but all I saw growing up was a sleepover and us singing songs around the piano. And, you know, those are moments that you held space for and protected, um, not to the detriment of you, but your faith kept you strong and that spilled over into us. So we were able to grow and increase our faith because you created space, a safe space for us to do so even in really cataclysmic times. Yeah. And so um, super grateful for you for that. And, I, and when you said earlier that um, you may have difficult situations, but try to make the best of those moments, that is easier said than done, but so grateful um, as someone who's witnessed your walk with Christ that you did that because you think you're doing it for you and you're doing that for us. And, and you taught me how to do that for others. And so it's a, it's a seed that's harvest comes, blooms over and over again and, and many more years, but it's a, it's a very important thing to do. You know, I love that you said have faith in the weight. And I yes. think that is a posture to sit in, mm -hmm. believe yes. in, and then acting on the faith. Cause we can always say we have faith, but you know, it's one thing to act like it is so, and you act like it is so by creating moments that were super special and magical and treasured, even in moments that you were like, this is not my favorite season life yes i want to add one situation that i was talking about in the divorce is that um sometimes um you know we didn't like some of the things that um your dad did and things like that but one year after he left he had a massive uh stroke and uh it was like well he didn't left so that and, and i had to tell you all like you know what you got to the Lord tell us to honor your father and your mother. Mm -hmm. He didn't say honor your father and your mother if they do everything you like. He said honor them because of that position. And so I was talking to you and uh, Marcia, and I was so proud that you all decided to do that. In fact, you got the photo albums and took them over to the, the hospital and was showing him pictures and things like that And because um, he was in a coma for about six weeks. And the day he came out, he asked for Allison. Mm. And so Allison was very happy about that. And so I thank God that she didn't hold, like I'm saying about family, didn't hold bitterness. And he, he had passed away. But um, she didn't hold bitterness. She was able to uh, honor her father. And, and she was to be a part of his life. So she don't have to say, I wish I would. I wish I would have done. I mm -hmm. wish when it's too late to do those things, it's too late. Yeah. So I'm, I was glad that she said, I'm going to go ahead and do this now. Yeah. If I get to, so I just thank you for that. You know, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's important, especially in those situations, to co-parent. And it's co-parenting is a little bit different beyond, okay, we do things together. It's how you speak about each other when yes. they're not there. Because the reality is your child is still both parts of both people. Yes, right. And when you talk negative about a parent, your child can receive that as talking negative about them because that's half of who they are. And so, yeah, you definitely always, um, yes. you always held him in high respect um, all of our life and, and, and shared what you just shared with us. You said, Hey, and even as it pertained to you, you were like, the Bible says to honor your parents, not when we get it right. Not only if they're perfect, you honor your mother and father. Um, because there's a promise attached to that the promise. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, it, and that's what the scripture says. And so I love that, um, you share that both for my father and for you. And also going back to creating those magical moments when, because regardless of why um, there was a divorce, one thing about ensuring that honor was um, honor was promoted for, for me and my sister is because then you can only focus on really positive moments. Um, you're not, you, you, I think as people, we spend so much time on our family and friends amplifying what didn't go great and when we do that we really lose precious moments with them which kind of ties back to why you're like go ahead and mend those things now mm -hmm. um and it, and it also reminds me of marcia you know it's it's one thing i think of when i when i think of her uh season that from her diagnosis of cancer from to the remission to the cancer coming back more severely y'all to know marcia was to know you did oh, not yeah. see cancer patient at all she was very vibrant and energetic um and even i promise you and mom you can attest to this mm -hmm. when she would get a doctor's report that was negative you know naturally like as as a loved one you're ready to cry and i remember one time she called me and she had a doctor's appointment and it wasn't the numbers weren't great and immediately i was on the phone and i was like i was in the car and i remember just choking up a little bit like oh my gosh and she was on the other line and she was like, but you know, girl, let me tell you. So this means X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to get this. Like, she just was so positive that I literally had to swallow my tears. And it didn't come from a place of her pretending. She was just a joyous person in her spirit. But I say that to say she didn't allow bitterness or resentment or, uh, you know, feeling sorry for her situation to overtake the good moments. And I'm grateful that that was her mentality and posture because we, I think in total, there was about three or four years between her first diagnosis and when she passed. And we lived life and had so much fun and still had moments of laughter because she chose to live and live joyously, not um, not kind of just make the, that a very dark time. In fact, I remember one of the doctors saying like, the type of cancer she had was triple negative. And they, I remember someone saying like, when they, when they determined that cancer, they're like, go hug them now because they might have a year. And we had four. Mm -hmm. And one of them, they were saying, I, they, they believe that it was her spirit and mentality that allowed her life to be extended because truly um, how your mental uh, state has a lot to do with your physical healing. Um, and so I was grateful even that that was her mentality. But it all goes back to, as you were saying, just knowing that you have to not hold bitterness. You have to um, 
love in spite of and and that goes with honoring your parents because that's what you're doing and and parents are doing it with kids too um and even in situations where it's just like this is not the best situation you're still loving in spite of and I, I feel like that is a a theme in in both scenarios both circumstances is that you loved in spite of you you chose to love your children in spite of what was going on you chose to create a, a, a house of love in spite of the house seemingly falling apart um and i and what a gift that is to instill not only in your children which is super key but to to make a mantra for yourself and so i i appreciate that and i hope you see roots of that yeah so going mm-hmm. and i do mm-hmm. um the other thing is i I I can't help but, you know, think about, you know, when you are dealing with these moments that you didn't see coming and how truly devastating they were. And and you mentioned it, you like, it was devastating. And yet you found a piece, truly that passes understanding because Mm -hmm. you have every uh, reason Mm -hmm. to be sad. but you just talked about how important it was for you to, you know, have, because of the fact that you were like, I am going to trust in God and believe his word is so. And I remember experiencing this myself when Marcia passed, but you you touched on it and I want to bring it back around. Is that, you know, when you, when you declare that you are a person of faith, when you declare mm-hmm. that you believe and trust in God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, when these moments happen that you didn't see coming, there's kind of a line in the sand where you're like, okay, yeah. so I'm just gonna really believe in God, or yes. I'm gonna send that yes. off the table. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, never mind. Yes. Uh, and I remember to your point, you know, there's not one thing in faith that you mm-hmm. felt you did not exercise right. while we were praying for her healing. And and I've come to feel that healing has all forms. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and so I think God still honor that prayer, but I remember. Yes even myself that when after 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 she did transition I remember specifically God's telling me you know you have never seen me in human form God I mean yes Jesus existed I have not seen or touched God I have faith that he exists Mm -hmm. how much more do I believe that that Marcia is with him Mm -hmm. because if I don't believe that Marcia is there and with them in his care in this mansion that you talked about. Mm-hmm. And how am I supposed to believe in something that I've never seen? I've seen Marcia. I've experienced her. But all of this, all this life we're living is about faith. It's about believing the unseen, believing the intangible, believing the unknown. Um, and I felt like that was the point in my life where I had to choose to continue to trust God right. in spite of the mm-hmm. fact that I didn't get the outcome I wanted right. the way I thought the story should be written. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in spite of the fact that to your point, you mentioned like God is not a genie. And I think mm-hmm. even the best of us subconsciously can put them in that bottle because <laughs> like, if I do X, Y, and Z, I'm supposed to get exactly that, exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you just share uh, really briefly about the importance of, having faith throughout 
mm-hmm. moments that the story doesn't go your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that is a good question too, because um, I remember because she did pass, we were shaken. And um, I don't want to say my faith because I still believed in God and I still believe God was in control. But what I, what I stopped doing though is praying as much because it's like, I know he's in control and I know he's there, but my, if my prayer's not going to be answered, then why pray? Mm-hmm. But um, he stopped ministering to me and just giving me things to read. And uh, and so one thing that came to me, and I live believe in this, is that you still get to, in the beginning, I said, you love him, you get to know him, you get to uh, trust and rely on him and obey him. And so... Because of this, I, I said, it came to my uh, to me that he is the healer. Mm. He is the one that's in control. Now, he might not have answered the way I want, but one day I'm going to know why he did what he did. So I have to, I had to stop back like a, for a while. I went a little while because I didn't want to pray for this person healing. I pray for this because it might, it might not happen. And here I am again. Look at my, my rate. My um, rating is going down since I lost my, my my daughter. So then I had to realize, Dean, that's your rate. That's you. See, you think you should have healed her. If you if your ratings went down, it's because you think you're supposed to have healed her. But yeah. see, I, I'm not the healer. God is, I got to realize who the healer is. I'm going to just do what he say. If he say, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover, I'm going to continue now to lay hands on the sick. I'm not responsible for whether they're healed or what happened. All I'm responsible for is praying for that person and doing what he told me to do at the time. And no, I may not understand why she had to go at that young age. I'm sure one day and it'll all be revealed. I do know I want to live my life where I can live with him eternal mm-hmm. because that's, that, that is a true statement. We're all going to die one day and go one place. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be heaven. And I want to, and he said that we'll see them again one day. And he also said, those who believe in his word shall never die. Yeah. So we're going to have eternal life. And so we want to have it one day. So, so therefore I said, well, then I want to have eternal life and I want to earn a crown when I get up there. So mm-hmm. I got to keep going. Yeah. I can't, I'm not going to stay here and say, I'm not doing nothing else. I'm not doing, excuse me, anything else because he didn't save her because now I'm missing blessings. I'm missing peace. Mm-hmm. I'm missing joy. I'm missing blessing people like like I was telling you about the first generation children, uh, um, students that I mentor. I'm missing all of that because since he didn't answer her prayer, I'm not going to do anything else. So then he said, no, you go on. Occupy until I come. So because I'm doing that, I'm still earning crowns and I'm earning eternal life and I'm earning the opportunity to see her again. So mm-hmm. you get to, but I will not earn all of that and bless others while I'm here. He wants us to bless each other while we're here. And we cannot do that if we decide to, okay, then that does it. I'm not going to do this for anything, you know, for anyone else. Because I have prayed for someone else and they live. Now, my daughter may not have, but they did. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I do know is that God has given me a gift of speaking and I can speak and I can touch and bless others. And I'm not going to hold that back from someone else he puts in my life to do that too. I'm mm-hmm. going to mentor you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm I'm going to do everything God has given me the ability to do to help others or bless others. Be. And so 
that's that's where I am in my life. And I feel that he will continue to bless me. Does that mean I will never have another obstacle in my life? No, not at all. But you know what? I can have joy and peace going through the obstacle because I'm doing his will. So, yeah. so I'm not the healer. I'm only the person um, that I'm allowing him to work through. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who has to make the decision to of the outcome. Yeah. And and to your point, you know, I I know it's like I I, I know what you meant. I just want to clarify. It's not that he didn't answer. He didn't answer the way we wanted. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. because I think for me, I realized that Marcia is cancer free right now. Yes. Right. <laughs> and so right. It's not the way I would have written the story. Right. Um, right. And that's why I even said I felt that Marcia told me, like, Allison, where I am, I literally within I like within 24 hours after passing, I felt like she told me, like, yeah, I'm grieving for where you are. And I and it dawned on me, like, we we live in this broken world. Yes. That we are open to what's what's out there. Now we're not of this yeah. world, but we live in this world. Right. And until we, you know, would do transition to home, yes. our home. Yeah. We're here yes. temporarily. Right. That's why most of us, you've heard the term right. home calling. You can yes. only if you're home, if you're going home, then that means right where you are right now is not home. Exactly. Um and you know, yes, I would want more time with her. Yes, I would want to um experience more things with her. Who wouldn't? And a lot of it, the other thing I had to really realize, which is super taboo to talk about. But I even realized like my desire for her to live was very selfish. It was yes. about me. Like, I want you here. I want mm -hmm. you to be a part of my life. I want you to do this because it because it makes me feel better to have my sister here. That's human. I totally get it. Um, but she's not susceptible to like any more sickness, any more insecurity, yes. any yes. more financial problems. I mean, like literally all the things that exist in this world, this broken world that we live in, she's in glory. Yes, all of that. And so there's been beauty in that. And I think um, for me, and I and I never like to tell people how to grieve because it's a very personal journey. Yes. But I but I did invite God to be a part of that. And he says he is with the brokenhearted. And he really was because yes. he, he when we talk about that, God gives us beauty for ashes. He 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 told me a story so beautiful and let me experience that. And I was thinking, wow, Marcia is not hurt in any sense of the word, not just cancer. Like mm -hmm. she's not, she's not in a space where there is violence and Anything. hard mm -hmm. hardships and all these things. And those of us who are still here, and you said this so beautifully, we have a job to do, right? Yes. We are here to still pray for others to be healed. And yes. it's not about mm -hmm. who got healed, who didn't, and I'm mad. Yes, I'm not praying for nobody else with cancer because no. mm -hmm. let's be clear. She's in glory. We're still here. And we are the family. We are the kingdom family. You talked about always being close to your kingdom family. That we have to carry each other through till it's our, our turn yes. to transition and go right. home. And right, so while right. Are, while we are on the journey to home, it's important for us to not allow grief to overtake us and to make us stagnant and numb. Right. right. That we are mindful that, okay, you. I think you said it, you were like, Marcia got promoted. So she's yes. been promoted. We still have work to do. Mm -hmm. And at least for me, and I know, and for you, as you shared, mm -hmm. that that God ministering in that way and reminding that you still have work to do, that yes. is why you're here. But all you're of right. our journey is the same finish line. Right. Um, and and for me, and in, in my 
grieving journey, which I did. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm going to yes. take out of a chair for two weeks, y'all. So mm -hmm. let, I, I, I want to be very honest in these episodes. Yes, yes. It like it happened and then we got this revelation. And oh, then, yeah. There mm -hmm. were no more tears. Like I literally stayed no. in the chair. I have, obviously my mom and I have friends that can attest for two weeks um, straight. Like I didn't eat nothing. Um, and it was very, very real. But in that, I really felt like God was, next to the brokenhearted because he yes here's the reality and I think we said this a couple episodes ago but uh one thing for me in my faith that I love is that the God that I believe in has experienced humanity mm -hmm. so he is not he understands what a broken heart feels like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he understands because he he's walked this earth as a as a human through Jesus yes and that's something very sweet about that. Like he is not mm -hmm. like so detached from our human emotion mm -hmm. that we have to hide our human emotion from him. Mm -hmm. He knows what that feels like. Mm -hmm. um, and he's with us. And so, um, yeah, to your point, I love that you were saying that, you know, it, it seems like that's not what I wanted and mm -hmm. I could stop and I could halt mm -hmm. or I could say, okay, I'm going to grieve. But I'm also going to be about my business. My God, father's business. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And know mm -hmm. that there's still a calling on my life that needs to be carried out. Yes, yes. And that, and like you said, God will reveal. I always joke with mom, like, because we, we say, like, God is going to reveal to us in heaven. I'm like, by the time I get there, I'm going to be like, you know what? I don't even care of what the story was. But but trusting and knowing that we see less than 1% of the bigger story. Oh, my God. That we have control of. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. We, we shouldn't bring... I'm sorry. We shouldn't bring, I think sometimes we bring God down to our size. He's yeah. so omnipotent, so much. I mean, it's just like the little dash when people die, everybody talk about the little dash, but we serve an omnipotent God, you know, all knowing, all powerful. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I think sometimes you want to bring him down to us, to our size. And that's when we get confused. We got to realize he, he lets the sun come of each day he controls the sun praise god when you take a breath i don't think people may even realize that's god mm. when you take a breath i think people just get up and just think and they just breathe automatically yeah. but if that breath was taken it's, it's his breath in your lung and as you realize it's his breath in my lungs i thank you for that breath then we'll be gone you know right so it's, it's very important to understand his characteristics, how big he is and how omniscient and how powerful he is, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and he is controlled. Like, like I said, we may not understand everything. And I feel like you feel that like she's healed. Uh, and like you were saying, we are ambassadors for Christ. Mm -hmm. We are ambassadors. We were sent here for a purpose. We were sent here for a purpose. And we, we can't let obstacles um, different. I'm not talking about uh, death and uh, grieving because that is real. Like Allison said, that is so real, and you need to take time and grieve so that you can go on and have a healthy life. So you need to take time and grieve, and it's not over in a day, and it's not over in a year because it might even come back today. Like uh, sometime when you start talking about your loved one, it hits you again, but you don't, you're not going to stay there. Mm -hmm. So you are an ambassador. You were sent here with a purpose to accomplish that purpose. And then one day you're going to go home. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, mm -hmm. um, I, I thank you for sharing all of those moments and, and 
you know, I think you shared about moments of grief and we know grief is losing a loved one. Grief is losing a dream or a hope. Yeah. Yes. You, need, you still need to give it space. And you also yes. still need to know that God is with you and for you. And he will, um, he, he literally will empower you to continue on. Um, and it's no secret y'all, if you <laughs> listen to this episode that we are Christians and believers or even the podcast holistically itself. Mm -hmm. um, and I know everyone is different on that journey. Um, and so I, I respect that. But one thing I want to say before we close out and, and I want to transition to to our close is just really give a big thank you to you, mom. Thank I know I've said you before, but you know, you talked about how important it was to um to teach your children about the Lord, but not in a way that's smothering, like you got to do it because yes. I myself. but mm -hmm. you taught us majority through your lifestyle yes it was accompanied with words and scriptures and taking us to church i love that but you really live this thing you live this lifestyle and because of your fruit is why we became believers and learned god for ourselves and then god was able to bring fruit in our own lives yes. and so but we saw it in your life and how you lived first and that is super key because i say one of the one of the greatest gifts my mom gave me and and teaching us about god and and exposing us to him so we could learn him for ourselves is that my sister um said numerous times even before she passed that I, she said I'm, I'm going home with, to be with my father she knew where she was going she even said I know where I'm going mm -hmm. and one of the gifts that was given to me through your obedience as a mother to teach us about God mm -hmm. is that I know I'll see her again and you yes. were able to ensure that you you didn't sustain a family unit on this side of heaven, but you also sustain our family unit when we get to heaven because Amen. you taught us about the Lord and you ensured that our destination will still be together. And that, um, and you re realize that your kids are on loan. God gifts gifts us <laughs> gifts us children, and then we yes. give them back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I can I can say that I get to see my sister again, and I thank you for that. I, I honor your obedience to. That, that led to her obedience that leads to us being together um, in heaven. And so I'm super grateful for that. Um, okay, now, before we- Let me say one more thing. Uh, uh, but that was a very good conclusion. I probably shouldn't say this, but I want to also encourage people that uh, grief, you handle grief differently. So if you ever think that you are getting, you should always seek, you know, if you feel you need help with that grief, seek the help. Don't think, okay, I can just handle this myself. If you feel you need help, help is out there. Help is out there for people who grieve. And that's okay. And that is okay. Because that helps you to live a healthier life down the road. So yeah. always get the help you need. If if you need some, if you need people to talk to, you know, it is people there for that. So mm -hmm. I just want to think. Yes, there is. There is. Okay. So every episode before we leave on this season, I ask all the guests to share with us a character that they um, really admire their story and how they've overcome something, whether it's from a book or a television show or movie, whatever. Um, what? Why did you choose the character and what about their story inspired you? <laughs> well, really, you mentioned it earlier. You mentioned the, char the characters I was going to use. It is from the Bible. You mentioned them earlier, the three Hebrew boys. Oh, wow. Are, <laughs> when you said that they came out of the furnace without smelling, because in life you might get thrown into the furnace. But so you know you what? Briefly share with us that story, briefly. 
Okay. Uh, Just in case no one knows who they are. Okay. The three Hebrew boys, they were captured in uh, Babylon and, and uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And they were Christians. But and uh, where they were now, they worship idols. And Nebuchadnezzar had built this big image of himself. And everybody in the city must bow down to that image. And um, but as a Christian, you don't we don't bow to uh, gods and idols and uh, mm -hmm. images. So these three boys said, no, we will not bow down to that. They said, well, if you don't bow down, then you're going to be thrown into the furnace. And sometime in life, that's real faced with situations like if you don't do this, but, it, but as a Christian, no, I'm not going to do that. So you, you don't do that. So the three Hebrew books said, oh, king, no, we will not uh, worship your idols and we will not bow down to that image. Mm -hmm. They said, well, throw them into the, the fire furnace. In fact, they turn it up like seven times. He wanted to make sure they're going to get burned. But when he throw, they threw the three Hebrew boys in the fire furnace. And the next morning, when he called their name, they said, oh, king, no, but th this is what they told the king. They said, King, we know our God is able to save us, even if you do throw us in the fire furnace. He's able to save us. But if he doesn't, if mm. he doesn't, we will not bow down to you. So they had they had taken a stand that I'm serving the Lord God Almighty. And so we will not bow down to you. And he is able to serve. But if he doesn't, and that's sometimes what we got to say, if it doesn't work out the way I think, I'm going to still serve him. Because see, it's like like um, Allison said, this didn't work out the way I thought it should work out, but mm -hmm. I'm still serve him. And so that's what I like. And they said, well, even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. But the next morning when the king went over to the furnace to look into the furnace, he was he saw the three Hebrew boys and they came out and they were saved. Didn't even smell like smoke. Mm -hmm. Didn't even smell like smoke. Didn't he four, actually? <laughs> and and they said we put three in there but i see another fourth one and it looked like the lord and it was probably jesus in there and that's what it is you got to know with them. yes lord with him and god is with you god emmanuel that means god with us he mm -hmm. is with us he's in us so we got to know that and so therefore we will make the statement you know that sure didn't work out the way i want it Mm -hmm. But I'm still gonna serve the Lord. I'm yes. still gonna that, serve. That is so key. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that part of knowing that regardless, He gets glory. Yeah. Regardless, I still trust. Yes, um, and that He's with He's with us, and mm -hmm. we don't smell like smoke. You know, this is the last episode of this season and this season's theme, and I love to end on that particular story because I feel like that encompasses so much of everyone's story that's mm -hmm. shared mm -hmm. that um that even though there are moments that we didn't see coming God is walking around when we feel like we are in the fire God is walking around with us in, mm -hmm. in fact so much so that people should be able to see him in our steps <laughs> and that we are not afraid of what is to come or what we, we're not going to be afraid of what we don't see coming. Cause there'll be plenty more. I think everyone who's, yes. will have another round of moments that I didn't see coming. I experienced that during this season. <laughs> I've talked to other yeah. people who have been guests on the podcast and they've, they've even had more, more things happen that they didn't see coming. But, but to your point, they had an awareness. These, these Hebrew boys that you were talking about, to say that even if it doesn't come out the way I want, God is still with me. And if we can have that mentality, 
then we will never lose because they mm -hmm. knew that there was no losing outcome. Yeah, they knew they were going to win. Or I'm going to like they knew that they they had a winning they they had a winning um outcome regardless, and that's right. that everyone can be encouraged by that there are moments that we don't see coming. But here's the thing: God does see them coming, and He knew yeah. they were going to happen before they 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 happen. And He's with you and preparing a way out before mm -hmm. the moment even happens. Yes. So I mm -hmm. hope that everyone um, listening to this episode and all the episodes have been encouraged by um, people sharing what these moments look like, and also that they know that God is in control. That yes. um, you know, the other things that I think I'll pull from this season is that you know you you have a village that is there to help you. Let, yes. them, you, let them take care of you. Always be mindful of your posture. Um, yes. I think, and, and the position um, that you're in, know that God, and I, and I say posture and position, because I remember one, one of our guests saying like, there might, yeah. you might be in a position, but what's your posture? So posture, that, yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Faith in the way. Knowing that God is um, with you, and you can have faith, like like she just said, the faith and the weight. Um, but but knowing that there is the other side, and you are an overcomer. I said that at the very beginning of the season, you are an overcomer. There's nothing that can surprise you that you can't overcome. So with that being said, I want to sign off for season four of the Page My Book podcast. I love you all. Thank you to all my guests this season. Um, it has been a blessing and I hope that you will come back and listen for season five. I love you. Take care. And I can't wait to share more pages from my book.